When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's the deal, Panthers fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dye. It's the C3 Panthers postgame show where the Carolina Panthers have um, defeated the Tennessee Titans in what is really was a very exciting game. Uh-oh, we're getting mad feedback from somebody. The Panthers have been coming off a game that could have snowballed out of control, and it really looked like it was about to um, when we really started off sli- uh, sloppy. And had the Titans been a better team, it might have. But Ron Rivera... Playing for his job, Ron Rivera, goes for it on a fourth and two or whatever it is. We get it, and all of a sudden, Christian McCaffrey runs us to a 30-20 to victory. It was exciting. There was a lot of offense that was put up on the board. Um, and uh, a good win for Panther Nation coming off of some really sad news or some disheartening news for Panther fans. We're here on the C3 Panthers postgame to help break that down. Cody Lashney in the house. How you doing, my friend? I am doing great, man. Uh, I've gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm happy with my Carolina Panthers. As somebody that has been critical, as you all know, on Ron Rivera and North Turner, I think they had a good day today. I have no problem saying that. We're gonna discuss it all. The chat room is already lit, as you always know. Andrew Freeman, Kendi Lee, Andrew Austin Goss, now Underground West. J-Dub in the house. Chef Jeff, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. CK's around. How you doing, CK? Is he muted? He's not even here. What is going on? Holy cow. I guess we're... I guess we're double dogging it for right now. Right. Sorry about that, boys. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I'm and here. there it is. No, and there it is. What is going on? I feel like this is the beginning of the Panthers game. Sloppy. Well, well. <laughs> and hey, just like football, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. So yeah. we, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's pick it up. Let's roll. All right, Cody, how are you, man? Fantastic, man. Got the uh, got the W. I uh, still feel less excited than i should be but we'll talk about it i feel like you're the eeyore of excitedness right now. <laughs> right good gosh yeah. all right um look i really i truly i have it written down in my notes here let's face it ron rivera is a better coach when he's about to get fired and not yeah, that we no was going to get fired uh today or 
it, but you know the news came out um, yesterday or earlier this week uh, that Cam Newton was going to be going and seeing a foot specialist who was formerly associated with its, with the team in the past. And uh, then this morning, Adam Schefter reports that um, they've still opted for a non-surgical route, but not good news. It doesn't look like it's like Cam Newton out indefinitely at this point. So um, before we turn on to that conversation, let's start with it really needed something positive in the midst of all of this, Cody. And the Panthers' yes. performance today with Christian McCaffrey uh, was was something that did that. DJ Moore played a lot into that. So now, how did that game help you in the midst of the news from today? So first off, th- this is my just initial thoughts about the game today. And Tony, I'm going to break the rules just a little bit, my man. I'm going to have two dab on them picks this week, right? right. And I'm going to I'm going to start the show with a dab on a pick because I feel like this is the theme of today's game in, in a microcosm. So earlier this week, uh, Steve Smith was in the news and Steve Smith, when talking about Tennessee's corners says, you know what? I'm not sure if we have any wide receivers that can beat man coverage. I don't care who's throwing the ball. If you can't get off press, if you can't beat zone, you can't give a lackluster effort on the fumble. I'm telling you, baptism by fire is going to be ugly. And now listen, I don't know if any of you have ever been in a fight in your entire life, but sometimes someone will call you out and it will piss you off enough to make you go, oh yeah, well let's go, bro. Let's fucking throw down. And I feel like today that's what happened with the Carolina Panthers. Not only did our receivers answer for a good old Steve Smith Sr., but I feel like everything from our coaching to our defensive line to our offensive line, everyone had something to prove today. And the Carolina Panthers, on a home field advantage, came out, and they put it down, man. They were throwing haymakers. They were embarrassed, and they felt like today was the day to uh, get a little bit of revenge and get a little bit of get right in the system. So I'm loving it. I, I agree with you 100%, Tony. Ron Rivera is such a better coach when he knows his ass is on the hot seat. Everything and I, went I, right from a coaching standpoint. Even, And I'm not saying in the beginning I, I was a little scared that it was going to be like after the first drive or so, I thought, oh, God, Cody is going to be yeah. on fire. We got to deal with this. <laughs> Norv Turner doesn't know how to coach football. I was worried. But it it really you know it's it started to turn around and it it really I hate to be too excited about it but it was that fake kick that really injected yeah. that I felt slowed a certain momentum because Derrick Henry comes out and runs the ball all over you I believe on that drive and you're you got to respond and he was able to do that but there was one other area I thought you saw Ron make a great thing and it was time management and he saw that they weren't going to get the kickoff when Joey Sly's kicking that 49er towards what was it maybe like two and a half minutes left or whatever he calls the time out and he's able to get them out there in circumstances that they have a real realistic shot of making the kick I thought it was another good example but where is Ron then where is this Ron 
from week to week. Where is that Ron from week to week? And Cody, I have a theory to go on top of yours. And it's kind of like this. Is Ron Rivera's clock to ticking down to being fired is on. Every coach always has it on. It's whether your clock goes, I think this is, like here's the analogy. You're climbing up a hill. When you're a coach and you take over a team and they're not doing well, they say, all right, we believe in you. We trust in you. Then you get some wins. You're winning, you're winning, you're winning, all the way until a moment in your career where you're now on the other side of the hill and you're trying to climb back up. And Ron Rivera's been falling down that hill and he needs a win to prop to go back up a few feet because his career, you know, with the news of Cam Newton, we know that Ron Rivera's time in Carolina is finite. It might not be this year. It might not be next year, but he has to win to be relevant. I don't know how yeah, you don't and, do it. I and, mean, and, and how about this? On top of the Panthers kind of having, other than the quarterback situation, kind of having a mirror start to last season. Where we were one of the better teams in football. We would have big victories over teams like the Ravens. And then we had that primetime game against the Steelers that just devastated our trajectory for the rest of the season. I mean, we were talking about, okay, are we going to do the same thing? Are we watching the same damn story? So now imagine you're Ron Rivera. You have a brand new owner in the name of David Tepper. And, you know, he's seen the same shit too. He did not, like I've said before, he did not spend that much money on a football team for them to be an embarrassment and get people's hopes up just to crush them every year. So absolutely, Ron Rivera's job is on the line even more than it was in 2013 after he started his career with two bad seasons. Yeah, it's on the line now more than ever. And um, that fourth down conversion uh, with the, the fake punt, uh, listen, that's that's vintage Riverboat Ron. And you're right, we don't see Riverboat Ron all the time, but we damn sure need him right now. CK, um, I, I really think that this was a, a must-needed a must need win for Ron Rivera and this team because now I don't know how – why are you not happy? How about that? Tell us why you're unhappy. I'm happy with the win, but the thing that worries me is, <clears throat> in my mind, with this team, especially without a Cam Newton at the helm, the teams that we have coming up are not easy. We have maybe no. three more easy games, and those two of those are Atlanta, right? Uh, the other one's going to be the Redskins, and they still put up a pretty decent fight up until, you know, at least in the first half. Thereafter, it wasn't so great. Uh, we have the Seahawks. We have Green Bay. We have the Colts, who have been playing pretty well until Jacoby Brissett got knocked out. We have two uh, two uh, bouts against the Saints. You know, we have a, a very tough sled ahead of us, and it's just, it, you know, I'm not convinced – it's even after today, seeing how we handled them trying to rally back, you know, yeah, we got some opportunistic overtime, uh, you know, uh, turnovers. But like, even if you look at the first half of that game, that first half of that game wasn't anything we did. It was everything that the Tennessee did to themselves. They were how bad. many penalties? They were bad. They were bad. Yeah, they how- walked backwards a lot of times. And like I yeah. said in the beginning, if they had been a better team, all of a sudden, um, this could have been a game that was much like 
after the Steelers game last year where it just continues to get out of control. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. a good and point. That's the fear. And that's the fear I have. I mean, it's hard because, you know, and, and we see the the tweet from Jordan Rodriguez before the actual uh, game comes into place and saying, like, well, this fa- the stands are pretty empty, actually, which is odd because it's the first real fall game I think you had there. Like, it was – Chris, you know, fifties. Yeah, Jordan Rodriguez tweeted about that specifically. Yeah, Yeah. and that's and that's what I'm. uh, You know, I was talking about. It's like you know, you see that and you see the respondents. And 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 let me ask you, Tony. We we heard the news about Cam Newton go go down. We knew we were going to four more games this year. What was the first thought in your mind? What you mean earlier the year? Yeah, when you first, when we like, let's just talk about before the Jaguars game. We knew yeah. we were going to be going to the Jaguars game. What's the first thing that rolled through your mind when Cam Newton went down? Yeah, is <laughs> so uh, as I was getting ready for that game and that long ass trek that I'm gonna have to do and all of this stuff is, I was like, crap, I'm gonna have to do this six more times, yeah. or four, or four not, more times, you know. You're, and you're not excited about the game, right? Because and, and it, everybody wants to point to Cam not being there as to why the stands were empty. I think it's that. And a mixture of that, we just got dogged by the 49ers, and it's almost embarrassing to be a Panthers fan this you know this week up until we won again. You know, it's I think there's a, a mixture of those things. I think but, it's harder for uh, people to travel from out of town. Like I, if I lived in Charlotte, and I, you know, I mean mm-hmm. that's just my thing is it costs so much more for me to go to a game than it costs the Charlottean because of yeah. you know having to travel, having to come the night before, eating out the whole time. Yeah, you know? but there are even there are even Charlotteans that are priced out of some of the tickets. I think people that would go to the game a lot more if they had some better access to it i think but that's just me yeah i think there's i think that's a a part of it too but um there's a lot of panthers fans that yeah i mean let's be honest i mean these games are technically sold out and the fact that they're not uh actually seats being filled tells you that there's not an excitement in the fan base to you know fill those seats well now gosh all right here before we get into that is this is that (laughs) If you want to head to the game, the Panthers are going to be playing Green Bay next, actually. Be sure mm-hmm. to check out Vivid Seats to get your tickets. It's a way to get the ticket you want for the price you like. Vivid Seats, the app, rewards royal, uh, loyalty members, as well as a up to $100 discount on first-time customers. Check out VividSeats.com. Download the Vivid Seats app and be sure to use the promo code OVERTIME. Uh, when you're heading to the game, let's. I my bet for rookie of the year, not rookie of the year, offensive MVP of the year, MVP, offensive player, all things special. It's Christian McCaffrey. I, I love Christian McCaffrey. I, I love. I mean, so. That, but listen, first off, I do want to say this, uh, especially that run at the end, that touchdown run, dude. Our offensive line pull blocked their ass off, dude. We had great offensive line play uh, today. I think that one sack that Kyle Allen took, uh, Chris Manhurts was lined up on Harold Landry, which is just a terrible matchup to begin with. Um, But for the most part, you know, and that's kind of why I led the show today the way that I did, because I feel like everyone got called out. Everyone had someone get up in their face and had them uh, be told, you ain't shit, you never been shit, your mama ain't shit, and none of y'all shit. And today, everyone put on their mean face and they went play some grown-up football. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is able to be the kind of player that we've always you know, envisioned him being consistently 
when you have an offensive line like that. So it makes everyone's life a whole lot easier. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, I mean, listen, I love him. I don't think that he'll win the MVP just because they give it to quarterbacks. But in my mind, he's certainly the offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if I have an MVP vote, of course I'm going to vote for the man. The The dude's dynamic, and he is all of our offense, man. I mean, he is the, the centerpiece of what the Panthers do and who their identity is on offense. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's uh, take a moment. We're going to break to y'all's thoughts and opinions. You can be a part of the show by calling in to the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. We're just going to go straight to the calls today. No fluff. Let's see what fans got to say after this win. Even in victory. It's kind of low, isn't it? I can turn you up, brother. I turn you up. Dial you in. By the way, Joey Esquivel said – uh, what, what's the over under on Brandon Herbert calling in to call just about Bradbury? Oh, and that was uh, that was <laughs> go that to mybookie.ag. Yeah, that that was already Brandon Herbert. So uh, I, let's I see think, if it is. Uh, I think he won that bet. Is it? If it was, come on. Even in hey. victory, James Bradbury. <laughs> <He's proven laughs> to be first call. First call, Joey Esquivel, the big winner. The big winner. Joey Esquivel, he he racks up millions. Gosh, he can get a job uh, being an odds maker. Tell me about why Brad Bear. Let me see if he calls back, because that's a short call for him. I bet you he's – this has got to be him. What's up, C3 friend? Sam. No. Chef Jeff here. Chef Uh, Jeff. Looking like we're going to pull this one out. Um, Well-coached game. Um, definitely like the risky move in your own territory to go for a fake punt. But uh, Colin Jones, I mean, <laughs> stuck it out and got it for yeah. us. That, actually, it was not I do like that. I do like uh, Ron Rivera noticing that the momentum could have could have shifted right then if they would have went out and just kicked the ball back to him right then. Um, got a question though. Do you guys think with this news of uh, Cam Newton's? Uh, injury taking longer to heal. I, I suspect he's probably not going to play at all this year. Um, do you think that saved Ron Rivera's job? Because I think it did. I think it was a <laughs> it was a godsend for him. Uh, maybe Tepper might keep him. Unfortunately, might keep him around for another year. But uh, let me know what you guys think. It might be a question for Tuesday, but I wanted I wanted to know now. So keep pounding. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Cody. Well, no, I mean, Tony and I, we, we talked about this uh, like in, in private DMs. So we're going to make it a point to really address this today instead of waiting until Tuesday to talk about it. So we might as well talk about it. Uh, and, and let's just everybody get your feelings out and let's talk about this well, Cam ask, Newton situation. The first question is this, um, the, have we seen the end of Cam Newton in Carolina? That I don't, I don't believe. But at this point, I'm... This is where I'm at. If the foot is not getting better, he's having to fly to a specialist, then, yeah, at this point in time, listen, if it's going to end up needing surgery, like every other uh, Liz Frank injury seems to have to have, then go ahead and do it now so that Cam Newton can have one more chance at, uh, at you know, letting everyone know that he is the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers next year in the final year of his contract when he knows that everything is on the line. On top of that, you send a message to your team 
and the fans, this is what it is. Kyle Allen is our starter. Don't expect Cam Newton to come back. There's no questions about about who the starter is and all of this, uh, you know, media fodder. Uh, put an end to all of that right now and do right by Cam Newton. Because, I mean, at this point in time, uh, do any of us have faith that even if Cam Newton were to come back, that he's not just going to hurt the injury all over again? Like, what are we talking about? It, it's going to be the same thing. Fix the issue now and, and, and let's move on. Because I, I don't think that if it's not getting better on its own, it probably has to have surgery. Well, I, I think this is that I, th- I think that was our ultimate fear from as soon as we heard the word Liz Frank. Right. And you, you, heard, right. you hear that. And what you hear also is, is that that is not a surgery that you typically can rehab through now. What I because I did, I did a little reading on this at one point when he first got the injury. And I was wondering what this was, how they were differentiating between this and the midfoot sprain. But it seems like this is that people can rehab a Liz Frank if they're not top athletes. Yeah, if they're not playing football. Like if I was just going to just try to walk around and maybe go play basketball with my kids, I could muscle through it or something like that. But from what I've seen is it's usually people that are in these intensive athletic activities that they have to have the surgery. Um, right now, the the uh, the other bad thing about the Liz Frank surgery is it's not like um, these other surgeries where guys are coming back faster. It does. I mean, and I'm not saying their speed on the field. I'm talking about like, oh, we have, there's a you know for ACL it used to be like 18 months recovery time. Now it's like nine. Um, I I think this is a full year injury if he does that, and well, I think that was the fear. I think that's why Cam wanted to play through it, it too earlier has been trying to rehab it because he knows he's going to lose all of this season once he goes under the knife. But the well, real, think, go ahead, CK. I was, you know, I just, I want to point out something. I think a lot of people with the Liz Frank, they almost assume break, right? There's some sort of a broken bone there. Um, and from my understanding, even with the foot specialist that, you know, Dr. Anderson, I think um, in green Bay, said he didn't recommend surgery. Like the fact that he didn't recommend it means that it's maybe there is an opportunity for rehabilitation, but there's multiple options on the table for doing so. So I think we're going to find that out a little surprising though. Cause, cause it seems like this is what happened is that here is the thing is that we, he has in the preseason game, the foot injury it's diagnosed as a midfoot sprain with mm-hmm. We don't know you because it's. I think the Liz Frank is actually very difficult to diagnose, right? So they go, This could be, you know, some sort of mild grade Liz Frank injury. Then he goes by that he's saying he's doing good, it feels all right, and he hurts it in the Tampa Bay game. I think it goes from a potential foot injury there, right, to uh, a real one. And now I guarantee you what happened is that he comes out there and did those drills earlier in last week and it was feeling good. And then a couple of days later, it started bothering him and he got scared again because he was like, I thought I was there. It was feeling fine. And then it wasn't. And I think and that's that what that's, they said the issue is. Yeah. Like he's I, been, I don't know how you rehab like out of that. 
Yeah, they said that, you know, I was listening to Jay Glazer, you know, somebody posted his. He said one day he wakes up, it feels great, and he feels like he's making progress. And the next day he's back to where he was two weeks ago. It's just almost like it's just very frustrating for Cam to see that. Uh, and I guess for us, too, to be able to not see Cam Newton be out on the field. But uh, I I don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm going to leave it to – I trust the, the foot specialists in Green Bay more than I do to our athletic uh, staff just because I feel like they have a, a little so you bit trust more of them, them more than me though. Oh, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> more than Cody. Can't trust I didn't mean to like I didn't really mean to like to just feel <laughs> your point. Just kidding. I didn't oh, mean he, to oh, that hey, oh he left. Oh god. I really hurt his feelings. Shit. <laughs> Uh, so you try, but, but all right. So I do think there's some people, you know, it's, we have been, uh, and what you were commenting on before I interrupted was, um, you know, there's our questions about the staff at this point, no, about the medical staff and, and how competent they have been. I, I, I firmly believe that this is a real Liz Frank injury and Cam uh, didn't want it to be. Um, it's one of those injuries too that they don't know how to handle it. And but if he wants to yeah. come back and play football, he's probably gonna. It seems like he's gonna have to have surgery. If he has well, the did, foot surgery, so, then is he a Carolina Panther? Oh well, okay. So I just did a quick Google search, and it says uh, yeah, the healing process after surgery is a lengthy one. You're talking about six to eight weeks uh, wearing a cast or boot and not putting any weight on the foot during that time. Then it's followed by several more weeks of limited weight bearing with the use of a walking boot. So it would definitely mean that he would be done for the year if he were to get it. And, and yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing that, I mean, I didn't hear the news of what the Green Bay visit um, turned up. So I didn't know if they are or aren't recommending surgery. But, yeah, it is a very lengthy timetable. Um, and, it, you know, if, if we're going to talk about having Cam Newton back for the start of next season, if that's indeed what we're talking about, then, yeah, it would need to happen soon. I think that uh, I was actually disappointed to hear that they're not, they're choosing the non-surgical route. Because here is my fear, is that with the surgical route, is that there's an argument that he could be back for next season. Like the timeline could work. If we wait much longer, the timeline might not work, right? We might be back to where we were when it came to his first shoulder surgery and they waited too long, and that was a problem. Now, right. the other thing is is that if he had the surgery and we completely call it off for, for this season, then you get Cam Newton at a relatively cheap price with a year of his shoulder being rested, Right, is that essentially this is an extended rehab period for his shoulder that had the second surgery. And then he could come back in 2020 and we really get to make a decision about Cam Newton moving forward. I think it's going to be a difficult one now because I disagree with Jeff, Chef Jeff. I don't think the news of Cam Newton makes it any easier to keep Ron Rivera. In fact, I think you got to keep asking when is the time that we think about the new era in Carolina. If you're David Tepper, that question is when do you ask the question? Is it this season? Is it next season? 
right? Is that now you're going to have an opportunity to change complete directions and uh, maybe you just ride. I don't know. I'm not happy about it. I don't think Ron Rivera's job is any safer, to be honest. I agree. I think when I look at it from this perspective, too, I mean, he's going to want to build a new stadium, right? Like, at some point. Do you think he's going to want to have that new stadium open up with a losing football team? No. And he's not going to start from scratch the year that he opens that stadium up because guess what? It takes time to build a team. Uh, And if you do start from scratch, odds are you're not going to come in like McVay, who in my opinion had a little bit of help with, uh, with the team being built up before he even got there to come in and be able to coach it as well as he's been able to coach it. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I, I think that, I don't think that right now, even though that we've got a lot of positive information, I mean, positive developments this week with the Vikings losing and with the Seahawks currently losing to the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, that uh, that opens the wild card slot a little bit more. Uh, but I don't know if a, a five win, five more wins this season, even though it we stay 10 and six by the end of it. I don't think that, that gets us into the playoffs, and that's the loss. In I think opinion. the Vikings losing to, today helped. I did not expect that. I thought they were going to be able to win. And Green Bay also is losing right now. If Let me just say this, is that we're a little past the halfway point of the season. And, um, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and you're going to win some like the Panthers won today. And you're going to cover the over. You're going to take the points. You're going to come out in your parlay, your picks, and you're going to do a prop bet on Christian McCaffrey getting – five touchdowns in five minutes and all of a sudden you're going to hit it big and you're going to go to my book mybookie.ag to do that um it's the best place to go it's the most trusted sports uh bookie site on the internet you can bet nfl nba nhl you can bet if guys are going to get uh blasted in the face and their eyeballs are going to blow up and get and they're going to call the fight cody didn't they do that last night Oh man, dude! Those, I don't know if anyone watched those fights, but those were some of the craziest fights I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it, it, was, it was, it was, it was a good night. You can get to mybookie.ag uh, and be, and you can play, you can win, you can be sure about, be safe doing it. Use the promo code overtime. Mybookie.ag. All right, guys, uh, continue through with these calls. Maybe I, I hope Herbert comes back. Panthers podcast. How y'all doing? G Kavasi. What's up, G? Man, this was a good game, man. This was a good fucking game. It caused three turnovers, man. And I'm going to say this right now. Last year, I couldn't stand Shaq Thompson, Thompson oh, whatever. Excellent. God bless his mother because I know she passed away. That brother played his damn ass off today, man. He yeah. played his ass off, man. All I got to say is, man, hey, what happened last week with the 49ers, we got over it, man. But what about DJ Moore, man? What about DJ Moore? This dude balled out of control today, man. I wish we got a touchdown, but, hey, he moved the damn sticks, man. He did his damn thing. And Christian McCaffrey, I don't give a damn. Nobody said that's the best running back in the league. So uh, our defense looked good. And Trey Boston, North Carolina, finally gave him an interception. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I'm happy. Now it's off to Green Bay. Give me your thoughts on that. And always remember, man, keep pounding. Guys, DJ Moore could have had a big, even bigger game today. Is that while Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen played pretty well today. Overall, he was okay. I would grade him at okay. Uh, He made 
a couple of really good throws. He uh, he escaped a couple of times and had enough mobility. But there was a lot of times those young guys, you know, a, a couple more steps they could have, or they had that separation. The ball wasn't placed perfectly. But DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel together. DJ Moore exciting after run after catch. Uh, your thoughts on his call, Cody? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I feel like uh, Kyle Allen, uh, you know, was kind of. Uh, it's like our show today. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish, baby. And let me tell you, uh, Kyle Allen did not start well. I I, I really feel like that. Um, he was missing some throws, and he still had some problems in the pocket of not stepping up and not knowing where the pressure is coming from and trying to make a play on the run too much. Um, but then I, once he starts to settle down, and this is why I give props to North Turner, because yeah, basically we put the ball into McCaffrey's hands and into uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel's hands on screen passes and, and things that made his life easier. And then that allowed Kyle Allen to settle down and, and play a lot better football. And Kyle Allen, again, he did enough today that, um, you know, that's what you want from our quarterback. He did enough to win football games. And he helped us win today. He did make some beautiful throws right on the money to end the game. And um, that's the flavor that everyone leaves this game with in their mouth of Kyle Allen uh, really doing enough and and making some good throws when it mattered most. And uh, this was a big day for him. And we had to have this. Imagine going into Green Bay having lost this today. Man, none of us would have even the slightest bit of hope that, that we had a chance to compete with the Packers or that we would. So um, very yeah. important. And Christian McCaffrey goes without saying, man, he's incredible. Even the offense, everything about the coaching today, I'm telling you, Ron Rivera is a better coach when he's going to get fired, is that we're, th- we're up uh, 10 points at the end. It's the last two minutes of the game, and we're throwing the ball on third, second and third down. And you're sitting there going, "Holy cow!" Or, or in that last on that third down, Kyle Allen runs out of bounds, or not out of bounds towards the sideline. It's kind of an option route, you know, like he could throw it if something's there. If not, which is a great play call. But you're sitting there out of all these things. These are things that we don't do ever, and all of a sudden we're doing all of them in one game. The offense, though, they didn't have to do anything sexy today to get what they needed. Norv called just a regular old game, I feel like, at times. There wasn't a lot of, other than that fake, uh, a lot of misdirection. It was just our guys versus their guys a lot of times. The offensive line, a lot of props to them and tons of props to Shaq. Shaq came after that ass today. He got Tannehill unblocked on that one play. He smashed the guy uh, in the last minute. I mean, he was beating mugs up. Shaq Thompson is another guy the Panthers are going to have to look to extend. Any thoughts on the call, uh, CK, before we move on? Um, not, not. I think we've pretty much touched base on everything. Uh, it's just that uh, some good news. I know it sounds odd because we don't want Tampa to do anything, but uh, Tampa's winning 21-7 on Seahawks. So. Jeez. <laughs> that, of course. Am I, I'm actually going to get zero picks right today. Is that um, I tried to? I was hoping the jag the Jaguars would pull one out over the Texans. I picked that. I never picked the Chargers. They're winning. I picked Minnesota. 
And also, uh, no way that Tampa could beat Seattle. Of course they can. Next call. You can be a part of the show. Call into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button while you're hanging out. Panthers podcast. How y'all Same doing? Call. Next call. What up, C3? This is uh, Brian. I want to call What's up, Brian? All state because we in good hands. <laughs> yeah, man, Kyle Allen, he did good. I mean, uh, he made some good throws. I don't think he's just a game manager, like most people say. I think he's a good quarterback. I remember he's a rookie still. He's still learning. But good win. I was kind of worried coming off that blowout loss to San Francisco. I was thinking everything's going to have a flashback to the Steelers game, but everything's going to go downhill from there. But good win. Keep pounding. Peace. How about the defensive tackles in this game between Gerald McCoy, Kyle Love? And, I mean, these guys were just wrecking shop up the middle. And um, and they did that today without Mario Addison on the edge and as well as Marquise Haynes, who decides that he can run across the line at any time. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, especially when it goes unblocked. Um, I, so, you know, I'm kind of of the mindset coming out of this game that when you look at everything that we, that we did on, on offense – um, you know, I, I feel like we we understand the strengths of our football team better now than we did before, and we took a, our lesson from that San Francisco game when you know the way defense defenses exploited us. Um, so you know, I did see more things that I was critical that North Turner wasn't doing before. Um, by the way, I don't even know if this is a hundred percent like on point with the question, but um, it's you know I, I feel like. You know, I've been saying that this team doesn't adjust. Well, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but to me, this entire game felt like a game of adjustments. Yeah, I I, I think so. And I think the one, um, well, first is the Titans had a crazily, crazy odd game plan, which was to give let make Tannehill, Tannehill win this game for them rather than yeah. handing the damn ball off. To Derrick Henry, they come out in the second half and they said, "Well, what the hell were we doing in that first half? We're a bunch of idiots." And then they give the ball to Derrick Henry, and I do think that you saw Ron make both defensive adjustments and just uh, adjustments in the kind of tone. What other specific things would you? And I want to say super specific, Cody. But what were some of the things you liked that you saw in that adjustment category? Well, yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, the commentator even mentioned it. You know, there was a point where it looked like we were just trying to get yardage for a field goal. So they threw a screen pass. And listen, DJ Moore is the type of player that, yeah, you can throw him a screen pass, and he's always a danger to take an extra 13 yards. Um, You have players uh, like Curtis Samuel, who even though Allen did underthrow some of those balls, I I feel like, now we're starting to realize that you know the kind of um, respect that Curtis Samuel demands when you put him on a go route. I mean, there. I mean, uh, two defenders made some great plays on the ball today, but man, if it wasn't for that, uh, Curtis Samuel would have had one or two more touchdowns uh, than he did. Uh, and then the the touchdowns um, in the end zone where Kyle Allen was facing pressure. 
uh, and they was able to get the ball to Curtis Samuel. I just felt like we were using our offense in more versatile ways and manners that allowed us to be able to be um, uh, kind of a question mark. Are we going to run the football with Christian McCaffrey or are we going to attack the middle of the field or go long? And all those options were available to us. And I didn't feel like uh, in the San Francisco game that was there even at all. Breaking news, the um, Cleveland Browns are still awful. As Noah Font runs a 75-yard touchdown, the Denver Broncos with an explosive play where he runs over. He ran past the whole damn team. Nobody could tackle him. Gosh, poor poor Cleveland. Poor Cleveland's a mess. All right, next call. Um, Let's see what you guys got. Hey, hey, hey. You know who it is. It's your boy, you baby. We nice. We nice. nice. I love it. We're so nice. We nice. I love what I see. What I had seen today on the field. Nice. So start off with with Cam Newton. It's starting to sound like this boy ain't gonna be back until after Thanksgiving, which is cool. Take all the time you need. There's no need for us to rush Cam Newton back. It doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. But it does sound like he's about a month away, so that puts us in December, which, which is December is championship football. All right. Now let's talk about Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen did great. He had a damn good game. I can't say damn good game at first. He was struggling, but he started settling in, and uh, he looked comfortable. Um, like I said, there is no need for us to rush Cam back. There's not, fellas. As long as we're winning... As long as we're winning, that's all that matters. Well, let's talk about our defense. It's looking suspect, fellas. I know what I was, the shit I was talking, but it's looking suspect. But, hey, at the end of the day, we got a win, fan. That's all that matters. So, uh, you know, I got some uh, Carolina flip-flops on, baby. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a great day at work. I love I this dude, man. My Carolina flip-flops, baby. We nice. Let's go, baby. Nice. What a good call. Right, G-Baby uh, is the man, where, dude. Where is the suspicion about this defense? That where like Why is everybody so... Uh, um, why were you guys talking junk about James Bradbury? What the heck is going on about that? Like, Tell me where this... The, the... I didn't see anything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, he, well, he did have, So there were a few plays where he... Uh, uh, it was um, Tannehill threw a play down the field on the sideline. And listen, it was just a perfect pass right in the hands of, of, of the AJ receiver. Brown or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah it's, it's not like uh, James Bradbury got beaten on that specific play. But the one I know Brandon Herbert would mention is later on uh, in the game, I, I believe it was uh, the third quarter, Tannehill yeah. throws a very similar pass, and James Bradbury is beat and then rushes to catch up, and basically he had to get a penalty and, and, <laughs> and draw the pass interference because if he didn't, that was going to be a touchdown and to the house. Right. So, um, you, know, uh, you know, there are momentary lapses in judgment with James Bradbury that get, can be frustrating. But um, uh, when it comes to the defense, I feel like um, sometimes we get too aggressive in the pass rush, and we like that sack street boy nicknamed just a little mm-hmm. bit too much. 
and we will open up um, um, run lanes for people like uh, players like Derrick Henry to exploit. And if we don't have gap awareness um, when they're running the football, and we're asking our linebackers and safeties to do a lot more. So, uh, yeah, that's a problem, man. We have we to do better at stopping the run. We haven't been locked down because we can't stop the run. We can't be a shutdown defense. And right. I, I think there are some signs, though, that I'm excited about. Is Look, Don Terry Poe is continuing to have a good season. Right? Yeah. And, and, and one of the things uh, that was irritating me is that uh, run play – where Henry takes it for a touchdown down the right side, or it looked like the right side, and he was doing, like, the Christian McCaffrey stop and let the dude run by, right, and nobody could tackle his big ass, is that Don Terry Poe is the guy that actually tackled him in the end zone. The big man comes running all the way back and tackles the other big man, and James Bradbury yeah. was over there in the end zone. I don't know what he was doing. They were just standing looking around while Dan, Don Terry Poe is running his fat ass down the field. So that's the only thing I could remember of it. The, the defense is not shut down, but it is pretty good. It's like uh, better than average, but not elite. I think Shaq played pretty well. I think Dante Jackson just continues to just be around the ball all the time. He's picking mm-hmm. up fumbles. He's getting picks when he's getting muscled. So I'm okay with the defense. I am kind of just stunned we're not better in the run. The number's 252-228-5098. Try to, tap, to top that call. This is G, baby. I just had to let everyone oh, know that himself. we're to this podcast. Did you guys know? We're five and three, baby. Five and five three. And three. Let's, Let's go. go. This is where championship football starts right now. Let's go. Let's go. Fellas, fucking pumped right now. I'm a little fucking drunk. So that's why kind of I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta give you guys the miles shit because y'all ain't ready for the hot. Y'all leave the hot tip for next week, baby. As I said earlier. <laughs> yeah. I'm over here with my Carolina flip. Be nice. Let's go. That's your boy. That man's G Baby might be my spirit animal, dog. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I want to be G Baby when I grow up. I do want to bring that up as a uh, remind everybody. We are five and three, and um, mm-hmm. and CK was over there, like, just Eeyore before the show started. <laughs> and all the teams are losing, guys. Shouldn't that we need we, to lose. Yeah, shouldn't we really be rooting for the Panthers to just somehow catch magic in a bottle with Kyle Allen and Ron Rivera coaching for his life? Or oh, is it, absolutely. But uh, or is, want, it, is it? Could it? Can you? Can you not have that feeling yet? I I would like to have that feeling. I just right <laughs> now I don't have it. Like I I can't. I I want to I want to reach deep inside and be able to remove this feeling of like just anxiety that i have that we're not going to be anything special beyond being able to win four more games possibly like i just that's that's the unfortunate reality the only here's my thing when i look forward i see us now that tampa bay's putting on a whooping on seattle right now with a 21-7 lead uh, with two minutes left in the half and they have the ball um you know and i mean yeah there's optimism for that so we might be able to win that game 
Um, I don't think with the way Green Bay has been playing, I don't know what the score is. I don't have that pulled up, so you probably have a little bit better idea. Uh, Green Bay is losing by six right now. It's just six nothing. The Chargers, uh, mm-hmm. who knows? Man, they're going to throw a fourth quarter pick. Phillip Rivers <laughs> yeah. is turning the ball over four times in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I do want this. I want there to be magic, but at the same time, I think that uh, I don't think Tapper's going to let Cam Newton go because I think he sees the stands the way that they are right now. And he knows that, you know, Cam is the energy of this franchise and has been for the past, you know, uh, five, six years. I'm not going to put the first two years as far as that because I don't think he was a leader yet. But, you know, uh, I think that these past five years, the energy of the franchise was solely on Cam. And uh, I think you're seeing what happens when he's not on the field with the uh, with the attendance situation in the in the in the stadium. So I don't think Tepper is going to let that investment go by any stretch. That's a great point. Uh, it's either that or he sells his soul to go get Trevor Lawrence uh, at the end of next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you have to keep fans excited. And um, you know, I, I really do feel bad for teams that go through the quarterback carousel. And they just have a whoever the hell it is this Sunday uh, at, at under center. Yeah, that's a terrible situation to be in. And we've been in that situation for a little while now, not knowing um, you know, what's going on with Cam and who is Kyle Allen. Can he do just enough? Is he a good quarterback? Is he a great quarterback? Below average? Like, we're all learning this stuff on the fly. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, David Tepper has some big – decisions to make but that's what happens when you spend that much money on a football team i get the sentiment though ck is that i i mean for someone who does a a podcast twice a week on the on this team i want to be jumping for joy every week and talking about how oh man we we don't have cam but we're gonna do all of this but you know there is the, the 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 kind of haunting fear of just landing also in that seven and nine land too, and it's just like oh my gosh, how many you know are we gonna be good? Are we gonna be okay? Or are we gonna be bad? And I don't think yet that I feel like we can be. We really needed to beat San Francisco, man. If we would have beat San Francisco and then we did this, we would have been all up in here jumping up and down talking about. Uh, how things are so awesome, yeah. but we probably should. In fact, I'm turning that tone now. I'm going to force myself into that. Five and three, the Panthers are five games better than I thought they would have been without Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah, without Absolutely. question. So Absolutely. how about this that? This could easily be a winless season, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. So right now is that maybe, just maybe, you put Ron Rivera in a corner and he's that rabid dog that lashes out this team can find a way after last week being embarrassed mustering up some manhood this week ron rivera and this team goes out there and punches mugs in the face remember that's what he's talking about in that amazon prime series is they're gonna punch you in your damn mouth carolina's punching back like cody said the number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Yes, sir! <laughs> Those goddamn Panthers put on the day, boy, I tell you. <laughs> Always yeah. from Jersey. Showing that love to the Carolinas. Yes, sir! <laughs> We're going to fuck them pack 
Falcons up next week. Oh, my man. <laughs> Let's go. And did that guy blow out my eardrums? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, guy. Oh, gosh. I had a bad joke. Yes, sir. Oh, he comes back for more. <laughs> it's the bull. Not greasy. Ralph Knox. All the way from Jersey. We keep pounding and pounding and pounding with C-Mac Missile with the sizzle. Too much pissed <laughs> off. Boy, I tell you, that boy's a hell of a guy. Hell yes, of a he guy. is. If he doesn't win MVP, this shit is Briggs. I don't care. I'm tired of QB <laughs> always winning MVP. I think the last person that won it was the running back. I hear that. AP. It's yep. not the CMC. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, boy, I tell you, they flexed with the 425, and I feel good about it. Yes, sir. A lot of Panther fans feeling good today. I love, I love the CT podcast, man. Listen to y'all every time y'all drop. Thanks, Howdy. dude. Appreciate you, man. Well, dude, appreciate you, man. Keep pounding. Great call, great call. Thank you, man. I like the excitement, and uh, that is. We told you. I told you. I was turning this podcast around. Right now, let's talk about uh, briefly. You guys, tell me what is the road to the playoffs at this point? And I want to pull up Christian McCaffrey's stats because what the heck is he on pace for? He's on pace for second in NFL history. Uh, for like 24 and some change as far as yardage. Now, the touchdowns, I don't know. I think that's worth looking into because I think that he's, especially with three today, I think he's on pace for a pretty uh, decent ranking there in the history of uh, running backs as well. So, Cody, so go ahead. But yeah, I'm just trying to... Uh, can't find this. Super I'm trying to find some standings here. Um, right now, uh, it, it definitely goes. So, if the NFC Championship were today, just uh, based on the fact that they have an undefeated record, uh, it would go to San Francisco. But um, yeah, listen, man, uh, we, there are some things that that we need to have happen today. The Seahawks need to lose, and uh, that looks like it's a possibility. Although Seattle. Is Just driving, me. yeah. As as I uh, as I speak, um, and uh, who else do we need? Minnesota lost today, and that, that was, was a huge one. We had to have that. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, man. Uh, you know, it, it, we're already at that point where I don't know if we're uh, going to be able to catch the Saints just because of how consistent they are. But well, man, well, right, and so we get to play them twice. But, man, it is imperative. We cannot lose another football game going forward from here on out, man. Mm-hmm. And I want nothing more than the Panthers to put Aaron Rodgers in the dirt in Lambeau. I want that to happen so bad. And um, I-, I hope Ron Rivera and-, and the team knows, which I'm sure they do, uh, that every game from here on out, it's a must-have. It's an absolute must-have. Today's episode of the C3 Panthers podcast is brought to you by CBS H Sports HQ. It's the brand new streaming sports news network. Get the CBS Sports app, pull down the menu, and check out CBS Sports HQ. You're going to get focused 
discussion, none of the fluff. They're going to have highlights. They're going to have informed commentary, and they're trying to be and will be the smart sport sports station, CBS Sports HQ. Download it. You can get it on Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. Um, guys, now, uh, when you turn, though, right, why do you think – and I don't even know how to skid it out. And that is the Saints, they feel uncatchable, CK, but they're truly not. We play them twice. They've got a tough road at the end of their schedule. The Panthers – are 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 really um trying to keep pace with them yeah i think that uh i I, you know the the path you asked what's the path to the playoffs and um i think it it boils down to this we have to win the games we're expected to win up to this point we have for the most part um you know we won against tennessee we have the redskins and then we have two atlanta games um and that is those are the games I think we're expected to win. That's three more, you know, three more wins that are expected. Then we have the Colts and what we find out about Brissett is going to tell us a lot about what's going to be happening with them, yeah. um, about his injury. And so we'll see what we have. He with got them hurt when we today. To Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah Brissett went down. Yeah. Oh gosh. Did they lose today too? Yes, they did. So, and then if I may add on top of this, since we're talking about the Saints, uh, Tony, I've got to correct you. They have played the easiest part of their schedule. Going yeah. forward, they have uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Uh, they're home oh. against us. Then they so play they've Atlanta. played the hardest part of their schedule. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I'll just read off. I'll just read off the teams in order: Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Atlanta, San Francisco. And then uh, Colts, Titans, and the end of the season with Carolina. So the they have three tough games on their schedule. We're hoping that we're two of them, and then San Francisco. <laughs> Gosh, so right. yeah, yeah, they have they oh. do not have a hard yeah. schedule going forward at all. I guess yeah. that's why we feel like it's hard to keep catch them. <laughs> yeah, because it's true, man. All right, all right, um, all right. Let's see. Any other thoughts on today's game? Um, we'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to Cam Newton and the future of this team. I think that that's where we're trying to figure out is how do you, um, and maybe this is where CK's reservations were. Is that you know you're you got a patient and you got them like you see those guys pumping on the chest trying to bring those people back to life and some sometimes in those movies it's like the dramatic the person who keeps pumping and pumping and pumping and you're like they ain't getting up they ain't getting up (laughs) you know what i'm saying like and then they're like time of death like you do have to wonder when do you call it for the error you know it's like at some point you would have to make a decision about moving forward Mm -hmm. uh and is that I, I still think this is that if Ron Rivera gets to 10 wins this season and I think Cam Newton doesn't come back, I think they give one last hurrah for everybody to come back with Cam Newton in 2020. And then yeah. if it doesn't work, then everybody's out. Uh, it, it's just that there's so much unknown, man. Would, and if you hate here, it. Cody, would you fire Rod Rivera if he finished 10 and 6 this year? 
with yes. what hap- with what, yes. hap- what has I'm, happened this year? With yes, no I'm cor- the worst. I'm the worst person to ask because listen, it doesn't matter. Even if it comes off with a mediocre or with a mediocre football season, uh, my my song remains the same. I think that we have seen the best of Ron Rivera. Um, I want a brand new era in Carolina. Uh, I want a, a more offensive-minded head coach. And by the way, people think that that means that we're not going to play defense anymore. That's not what that means. I want an offense that we know we're always a danger to get a first down on every single play. You know, someone that that's really game planning for opposing defenses and knows how to do just enough. Um, I, I want a more hands-on head coach. And if you know, if that scenario happened. I would let um you know I wouldn't fire him. I would let Ron Rivera. I would say, hey, we're moving on. I'll give you the 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 opportunity to say that you know you you're stepping down from the head coaching position. That way, it's a more God, honorable thing. You've already killed this man, Cody. Look, I was. I wanted okay. to do this last year. I was trying to pump the chest some, giving the heart compressions. I'm over here pumping too long. And Cody Dang took him out back and put a bullet in his head. <laughs> I mean, listen. Uh, he put a uh, listen, pillow uh, over the face. That's what he, he did. He's been, he put a pi- he's, been, he's been smothering him the entire time you're doing chest compression. <laughs> Keep going, Tony. Keep going. <laughs> uh, uh, Ten Tizzy says Cody would fire Ron if we went 16 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that one, but yeah, man, listen. My, yeah, because me, he didn't go 18 in there. Yeah, listen, today is the ten, uh, we beat the Tennessee Titans. I do not think that the Tennessee Titans are a very good football team. I don't think they're a bad football team. Um, but hey, our guest that we had on last Tuesday kind of called it. It was going to be a get right game for the Carolina Panthers, and that's what happened. So um, uh, listen, until I see the Panthers do this against the New Orleans, against the Green Bay, um, even though they're losing right now uh, uh, Seattle. Um, I'm not a believer that that this is uh, that Ron Rivera is the answer to what ails us. All right, I want to give a shout-out to William Robinson supporting the show with the donation in the Super Chat. You saw the coins jingle in that little beer jar. I want to – I think that I put a little jug of – like this little widget on our video. So I think when people donate money, they put tips in the jar. All right. Uh, Christina Aguilar says, why have we seen the best of Ron, but not the best of cam without a franchise QB out with our franchise QB out. We're still winning season. Why would you let him go? Who would be a viable replacement to have success immediately? And I, there's always legitimate question though, is, with Ron, if Ron can win without Cam, it seems really hard to say it's still time to go a different way. But here's here's my my part. To, I guess the question mark on that because I had that same thought process in the off season this past off season, you know, and I I expressed that on my cat calls when I was you know calling in a lot, and that is I think that Ron Rivera would be a very sought after coach. Um, <clears throat> But we're we're approaching this as though, you know, what if we're in a relationship and it's you know this chick is you know she's she's decent you know uh, she's not the hottest person in the world but we're not really feeling it 
but we're not letting her go because we're like, well, what if we can't get anyone better? Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I've been saying for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that you echoed the the same sentiments. It's like, oh, this is the only person that's ever gonna love me. No, listen, just because you don't know the name of our next head coach right now, it doesn't mean that there isn't someone out there. Um, and, and, Are you and yes, sure you guys just aren't? Uh, just the first time your wife gets a headache, you're like, oh, I'm getting a divorce. Uh, I, I tell you what, it's been, She's it's had been a lot nine, of headaches. It's been nine years of headaches, dog. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, listen, no, uh, go back to I think be, I think I'm surprised. I'm so stunned at the temperament of this show. Um, well, let me ask you this, Tony. But okay, what was was? I mean, I mean, surely you're not just saying based off of today's game that, you know, you wouldn't fire Ron Rivera, but like, what, what would you do if, if we pull off another, you know, not, let's say we go nine and seven, you know, without Cam Newton, is that enough for you to say that Ron Rivera is the coach that you want calling the shots for the Panthers? Yeah, I think I I, I wish, uh, I wish that, what I think I wish is that it had a easier way of choosing. But you do know, you trust a, me? So it's like it's like this: is that if it was four and twelve, then I think it's, all right, right, really, I, I mean, yeah, is I think ten and six is complicating on the other way, just like seven and nine. Is that hell? To be honest, switching <laughs> schemes to having. Um, I would think that that's a to win with Kyle Allen seven games is a big deal. I think it's all contingent on what the plan with Cam is, because I don't think you bring in a new coach and keep Cam unless you just that new coach. You can't do that. I don't even think if you bring in a new coach and you have Cam in a year where he has to prove it, but prove his health next year. I I don't. I don't know why you would do that. I don't want to just make Cam prove it with Ron then. No, I was – listen, wouldn't you at least want to have one more year of Cam Newton under a better offensive-minded head coach? I mean, I understand what you're saying. That does seem like a tall task. But, I mean, look at Matt LaFleur and the Packers. They're 7-1. They're and one. This is his first year. Right, so- and, appara- and, and apparently, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is the most difficult person in the world to work with. So, you know, I mean, I I understand right. what you're saying. Here's a, but here's the other thing to think about it is, is what I don't want to happen is to have a Steve Wilkes moment. And sure. that is where you think, look, you invested, they invested in Rosen and Wilkes and they, it was like a shit bet. They placed the bet at gunpoint, I guess. I don't understand what happened with them. I just don't want to have or a jet situation where they're going to end up fire. They should fire Adam Gase. Uh, is that because here to ask any coach to come in and then say Cam isn't right and Cam again misses the whole season? You know that they're going to go. They're going to go two and fourteen, and you're going to go. Oh well, he didn't have his one more year, and then it's going to be four and fourteen or five. You know, and I just don't want it to be a bazillion years before we get back to where we're at. That's my fear. That's why I wouldn't do it at ten and six. At seven and nine, I would probably be okay. 
but it would also be under the terms we're probably going to be part with part ways with cam too well okay see this is this is my mindset and i've said this before i mean listen a lot of people aren't down with the whole lincoln riley thing they think it's just some well, college I like bull- bullshit I love offense. Him, dude. He coached my fucking yeah. alma mater. Dude. Yeah, he he did, and a lot of people don't believe. Uh, you know, hey, it's a Big Twelve defense they're going up against. But but listen, man, this is what I've been saying, and I think the song remains the same. Get Lincoln Riley to come in here and have him, uh, you know, get the most out of Cam Newton that that he can possibly muster. And if we're all correct about Cam Newton and his ability to bounce back, we might see the best Cam Newton that we've ever seen. If that doesn't happen, let him have his pick of whatever quarterback he wants in, in the year after. You know, if we're high enough for Trevor Lawrence or, or whatever, give him some leeway to build the football team how he wants it to be built. Um, and Pan- I, I, I still think that's the best move for Carolina at this point. Panthers forever. James asked this: Why would Riley want to leave college? He's on top of the universe. I think no, that's he a, isn't. I think he's that's playing. A, I disagree, he, though. Well, I mean, he's playing second fiddle to Dabo Swinney and Nick Saban every year. So it's like he's not necessarily. Uh, I mean, I understand he has a comfortable job, but how many times does the NFL? How many times in your life are you a sought-after hire in the NFL? And I promise you, every other team that needs a head coach, they're going to call Riley up. That's a promise. I tell you one thing is he's never not had success offensively. Right. Never. Uh, when he was at East Carolina University, so he joined. the What, what happened is they came from – uh, Houston, uh, Houston Tech or Texas, Texas A&M, I think. And it was he came with Ruffin McNeil, who was a former player for the Car- for the ECU Pirates back, you know, when he was young. And he became head coach. He brought Lincoln Riley, and Lincoln Riley took over as offensive coordinator. He was like twenty six at the time. He was like a baby, twenty four. It was something crazy. He took. Two, he took players, and we had one of the best offensive two years in a row under him. Man, we had uh, Justin Hardy, who set the record for the most catch, like the leading catch receptions in, in in NCAA history, the most catches. And then the next year, um, they broke it again. But Zay Jones did it for the ECU Pirates. This obscure team. Is got the the two of the most prolific wide receivers in the history of college football, and then he goes on and he takes over. At, what is that, Oklahoma? And he has just yep. had multiple Heisman winners. Um, he succeeded the other guy who was it Stoops or not Stoops? That's a f- basketball coach, ain't it? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. So the guy that, and he's still around. He like still has an office, but he has one and one and one. Their offense, every he made the Hurts look like Hurts is like the best quarterback in and, the damn world right now. And by the way, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned Jalen Hurts. Go and look at Jalen Hurts' highlights for this season and how he's passing and throwing the football. And tell me that a healthy Cam Newton doesn't thrive in that kind of offense, man. I mean, Jalen Hurts is even wearing number one. 
Like it's so easy to imagine Cam Newton doing just that. Uh, I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley has never quarterbacked a talent like Cam Newton ever before. I'm telling you, there is magic there to be had. But like I said, man, the Carolina Panthers could go 10-6 and six or 9-7 and seven or whatever, and then that justifies another year of mediocre football coaching that doesn't take you all the way. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to think about the future of the Carolina Panthers and what would be best for us, and that's what I think it is. One of the things I think that also says something about how good people see Lincoln Riley right now, and that that allure can wear off. You know what I'm saying? A couple of years go by, and maybe that's you know it sees it as his springboard to his next moment. Maybe that's where Cody's onto something. Is that one of the things though that alludes to how highly thought of Lincoln Riley is at this point? Is Jalen Hurts is having one of the best seasons a college quarterback has ever had, and we barely talk about him as being a long-term NFL prospect. Yeah. I I mean... They're, like, not even really talking about him. It's all about Burrow or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Burrow and Tua and Justin Herbert, yeah. 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 I I, I think that shows that, that people are really looking at that as Lincoln Riley being it. Um, being the reason for that success. I mean, look, he's done it with three guys in a row. Imagine if there's another Heisman Trophy winner there. Right. Is that yeah, possible? I mean, well, I mean, so right Well, right now, uh, ever since Oklahoma lost, uh, they lost recently, and so that'll probably hurt them. But Oklahoma has lost uh, once the last two years, and uh, Mayfield and Murray still won a Heisman. So – uh, he could definitely still win it, um, you know, especially in that kind of offense, playing against those kinds of defenses. Uh, he's still in it, man. I guarantee you, if you're the Bears, dude, you would fucking love to have Jalen Hurts right now. Come on, Denver. <laughs> That's the like, truth. You know, like, he, 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 that guy is going to play NFL football. And he still has a chance to win the Heisman. And by the way, if Lincoln Riley did come here, Technically, that would be the fourth Heisman winner that he coached. If Jalen wins this year, then he gets to coach the Heisman winning Cam Newton in Carolina. I'm all for it, man. All right. But here I, here I am in my dreams. All right. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers are 5-3, and three, and this has been a bizarre, happy, and not uh, overly exuberant post-game show. But there is one thing to be exuberant about. And that's how I blow out your earballs. I just like doing it, man. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. Dab, Dab on them folks. Folk. They like seeing them. Tell me what to do. Dab on them folks. All right. Let's dab on them folks. Player of the game pitch. Uh, who's going to be the sucker and be the easy one and go after C-Mac? Who's doing it? CK, who's got to be dab on uh, dab on or game like uh game like ball? Your game ball, cause we call it the dab on them. We're dabbing on them. Uh, That's our dab, dab on pick yeah, of the week. Who's I got your guy? Um, man, I'm trying to do anything I can to not pick Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hey, it's DJ Moore, man. DJ Moore made incredible catches uh, 
when when he didn't uh, when he even the uh, the line judge wasn't and believed that he was able to catch that ball. Uh, he had to show him the divots in the crowd to show where he's got his. What a crap! What a what an awesome catch! Juggling it, toe tapping, everything. Yeah, fantastic, man. Yeah, he went over 100 yards, and and I think uh, I think man, uh, I think DJ Moore has the uh, has the has my dab on on pick uh, for this game. Will Cody have the guts to call Ron Rivera the dab on him pick of the week? What you got, Cody? Uh, I do not have the guts uh, to dab on Mr. Rivera or Mr. Turner, but uh, I will echo the sentiments of JT live in our chat room because I am dabbing on Steve Smith Sr., boy, because Steve Smith is out here playing 5D chess. He called out our receivers this week and said, listen, those Tennessee Titans are going to man y'all up. Y'all ain't shit. Your mama ain't shit, your daddy ain't shit, your sister ain't shit, y'all ain't shit. And our receivers promptly said, fuck you, old timer. We're going to ball out today. We're going to have a day. And you know what? That was Steve Smith's intention. That's what Steve Smith wanted to happen, and that's what happened. So I'm dabbing on Steve Smith senior boy. Let's go. You think, you think he had DJ Moore in his fantasy? Uh, yeah, you know, maybe so. You know what? He maybe slapped, so. He slapped him last week. Uh, he slapped him last week, and this week he slapped his mom. Woo! <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, all right. My dab on him pick is going to go to Shaq Thompson. I flirted with mm-hmm. Don Terry Poe being it. But I want to give Shaq love. Shaq has waited patiently. Uh, he's been a quite, he's been, I'm telling you, Shaq has been setting himself up. He has been positioning himself for the Carolina Panthers to pay him this offseason. He wants to stay with this team over the past year. Last year, I saw Shaq Thompson take on a more vocal social media presence where he started really calling Panther fans out in a good way, like supporting them, being like, y'all are great fans. I'm here. I saw this. He's taking more selfies with Mug, signing all this. He is trying to ingratiate himself among some of those fan favorites like a Luke and Thomas Davis has. He's going to get paid. He had a great game today, and I guarantee, I think he's going to be wearing the Carolina black and blue next year. Shaq Thompson, I dab on you, sir. All right, that's the C3 Panthers postgame show. Unless you guys got any last hurrahs, I think we've covered about most of it before Tuesday. We're here Tuesday night live, 9 p.m., uh, doing our weekly show. We haven't missed in... Oh, this is our seventh year. We've got the longest-running Panther podcast that's growing because of your support. Thank you for all of you guys um, in the chat room, all of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Subscribe. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles on Twitter. Cody Lashney, where can they get after you, brother? At Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. Um, I just put out uh, – we put out a new mock draft on drafttech.com. Uh, there are uh, comments for the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. Uh, and that's it, baby. On to the Green Bay Packers and prime time. Keep pounding. And it's our weekly time of the week where we ask, does Codizzle Allen at Codizzle Allen have 100 followers yet? No, no, absolutely. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <Get him there. laughs> Folks. I think every. Every show I get one more follower, I think, though. So, like, we keep this up, man. 
uh, end of the year, I might have another 30 followers, bro. Y'all, follow Code Dismal <laughs> Allen on Twitter, man. I'm starting to get pissed off now. This man needs 100 followers. Follow this man, C3 Army. Bombard the Twitter page. Come on, let's do this. All right, guys. <laughs> I'll check you out. And no, I'm not shaving the mustache, Nick. It's No Shave November. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.